Hello and welcome back to Living the Dram. Have you missed me? I bet you have. We're back for another episode and today we have the first of a few distillery slash producer interviews and today I have quite a unique distillery. I want to apologise in advance. My sound quality is not great and that is because apparently my mic wasn't switched on. Rookie mistake. However, re sounds amazing. So, without further ado, let's get into it. All the way from Inverness, we have Miss Re from Glen Wivis Distillery. Ooh, hello. Hello, hello. Well, thank you very much for agreeing to chat to me today, Re. I wanted to have you on the podcast because obviously we met at the Whiskey Fringe because our stands happen to be next to each other and I am interested in your distillery. Yeah, so we um, started distilling in 2018, which seems long ago now, but obviously in the world of whiskey, things take time. So um, we're just kind of getting up and running in terms of actually selling products now, which is exciting. I know, that is exciting for you. And you've got some new and exciting whiskies coming out. Yeah, so we had our first um, public release last year. Um, so when I say public, sometimes people get a little bit confused. So probably just get straight on into it. So Glenmavis um, is a community-owned distillery, so 100% community-owned, um, which is a bit different as we are the world's first and um, what we know of it the only so um back in 2015 we did a crowdfunder and it was super successful um, and lots of lovely money uh, lovely people sorry gave us lots of money which was super <laughs> nice of them <laughs> lovely money I mean money is lovely but the lovely people as well we won't forget about them <laughs> and yeah so um it was yeah super successful lots of money raised in um pretty short amount of time so like say that was in 2015 and um, started building and then opened and started distilling in 2018 so when we first did the bottling most of that went to our members um as a thank you for supporting us and having faith and everything else um and then we had an inaugural release as well but yeah the first um the first main main public i suppose release yeah. came out last year yeah, very exciting. See, when you say like community owned, obviously you're saying you you did this crowdfunder, it was very successful. What does yeah. community owned really mean? Because it's like people are like members and they pay a certain amount to be almost in this kind of Glen with this club, I guess, or like yeah. what's the situation? Yeah, community can confuse people quite a lot because when you think of community, you think of like your local area. So where we are based um, in a small town called Dingwall. So it's about 25 minutes from Inverness. Um, mm-hmm. People kind of think, oh, there must be a lot of money in Dingwall because that's where we are. So that's the community. But it's more so just um, anywhere, I suppose. I mean, we have got members worldwide. So um, yeah, so that's exactly what they are, members, shareholders. So when they put money in, um, there was a minimum amount of £250 and some people put more in which was super nice of them um, and some people just stuck to the £250 um, but everyone's got an equal share so it doesn't matter if you just put in the minimum or if you put in £10,000 it's one 
one chair, one boat as such um, per person, oh, right, which is good because then it means there's not any like majority shareholders or anything. So keeps everything nice and fair um, amongst amongst all, um, which is good for, I suppose, controversy, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so most of the shareholders are in the UK and most of them are in the Highlands. But like I say, we do have some worldwide. So there's a few in Germany, a few in Japan, um, and then a few other areas of the world, which is mental because I feel like we're still so small compared to other distilleries out there. So when we think of there's people all the way over in Japan and America and whatnot supporting us, it makes it, puts it into perspective. Yeah, definitely. I can imagine. I mean, Dingwall's quite a small place, right? I've never been. Because yeah. even in yeah. Venice, that yeah. is pretty small for it being considered a city. It is yeah small. no exactly and it only got like put as a city a couple of years ago I'm sure I mean I should know yeah. that because I'm born and bred here but you know <laughs> it is um but yeah no it is still pretty small and obviously all the way up in the highlands like even to get to the central belt it seems so far away you're like three three four hours down the A9 um so we are pretty hidden away and then like I say it's it's even further up north from Inverness itself so yeah, it's a small area, um, but I mean the support we get from the local community um is great. You know, people definitely have an appetite it appetite for it. Um, I think we're lucky in the fact as well that it was the world's first, so it's obviously something new and something different. Um, so we got it at the right time, but yeah, it's going really well. So can't complain. yeah, I definitely think it's a good idea because obviously, you know, in the world of whiskey, it can quite often be solely about profit and there's a lot of like very very big players but I think the smaller players are really important because as you say like it's the whole sense of community and heritage yeah. I guess. Glenn with us as well what kind of style of malt do you produce? Do you just produce one style and that's what you've been rolling with or? Yeah so because um we're still small and we're a small team so there's only four members of staff um, we've got a voluntary board of directors, um, which are great and their expertise in their fields, but um, don't get paid a penny. So it's, you know, they've all got their own things on the side, whether it be jobs or hobbies, whatever. Um, so because of that, we physically don't have the capability to produce um, millions and millions of litres of alcohol per year. So um, again, because we're community owned, all of our profits go back into distilling so it kind of just it's a constant circle um which yeah. is good because it gives us more creativity and flexibility in um like fermentation times and what casks we use and how long we mature them for and things like that um but to add to that we also need money in the bank because we don't have um you know lots of money basically to put it straight yeah. I suppose um so what we do is and what our plan is to do annual vintage releases so um vintage limited bottlings every year one release a year and when the bottles are gone they're gone so mm -hmm. we wanted to have a similar style amongst all the bottles but again obviously keep it different because if not what would be the point um so it's kind of hard to say in terms of style because we only ha we have only had the two um mm -hmm. But the first one, so batch to 2018, so that was the second release from 2018 casks, which came out last year. Um, that was a three-year-old and it was pretty traditional, I would say. So we used bourbon casks and cherry casks in there. 
and then this release which came out a couple of weeks ago batch one of 19 so first release from 2019 casks um, we were a little bit more creative in that so we kept to the large influence of bourbon but we used wine casks instead um, oh, right. which was a bit unique but they're both very light refreshing summery almost I would say and mm-hmm. um, you know you could definitely open a bottle and it could be gone quite quickly Um, very drinkable and yeah both obviously young as well so a three-year-old and a four-year-old Um, not to say that it doesn't it doesn't embrace its youthful stage um but yeah that's where we are at the moment so it might change um in the future with future releases but um yeah that's yeah that's we've got i know sounds good and definitely a different proposition from a lot of other distilleries because obviously there's new distilleries popping up all the time i mean there seems to be a bit of a slow in the, in the past like six months but mm-hmm. in the past few years it has been yeah definitely constant. Um, but none like yours, which is why yeah. I was quite excited to talk to you because, you know, as I said, it's quite important to have that kind of heritage community part of whiskey. Yeah, so, definitely. You yourself, how did you get into whiskey, Ray? Because you've got um, quite an interesting journey. Yeah, so to be honest, kind of fell into it. I'm not going to lie. Um, so, like me. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm glad I did because honestly, I've so I've been with the distillery since April, so still a pretty short amount of time, but it, it feels like it's been so much longer just because of how busy things have been and how much we've done and I've experienced and whatnot. But yeah, I've, I've honestly loved every minute, to be fair. So um, my role at the distillery is sales and marketing so I cover all of the sales and all of the marketing so it's a pretty busy <laughs> job um but again going to the back to the fact there's only four of us so um it's quite good because you kind of get hands ahead hands-on experience in everything else as well yeah. um so you know like in the distillery and production and packing orders just a bit of everything so it's good because you're never bored um so yeah like I say sales and marketing is my actual role Um, I have worked in sales since leaving school um so about nine nine years now um went to uni did business and management with marketing and marketing is what I wanted to do graduated during lockdown so it wasn't ideal not the best time to graduate but is what it is um and yeah at the time I've kind of I started working in recruitment that was just the best route at the time but it wasn't what I wanted to do basically kind of hated every minute to be honest with you <laughs> um yeah and then so was I was finding people jobs whilst also trying to find a job that I enjoyed so it was quite funny um but yeah it was literally I think it was actually LinkedIn that I seen it I was on LinkedIn and seen that they were looking for um a sales and marketing person so I'm covering at the moment for um my colleague who's on maternity leave so um yeah seen that applied for it and here we are the rest is history yeah the rest <laughs> is history really interesting I mean I was kind of the same with the way I fell into it but equally I think because I felt in the beginning I kind of had to learn to love it yeah it gave me a genuine love for it you know what I mean yeah exactly like I'm so open about the fact that I I knew nothing before starting like I remember going back to my first week and I spent um a couple of days in production just watching and listening and learning to yeah. our distillery operator 
And to be honest, I think at that point it all went in one ear and came straight out the other. <laughs> um, and a lot of it still kind of does, to be honest, um, when we get dead technical into things. But um, yeah, it was, a, it was a huge learning curve. I think the fact that I'd obviously done my marketing degree, but I hadn't worked in actual marketing. So I was kind of learning all of that and then learning about whiskey and what it is and yeah. how it's made and all these different distilleries and like you say, different styles and yeah there's a lot a lot to it but um yeah like you mentioned it's kind of developed the love for it and a passion I would almost say it's like yeah you know yourself and when you go to the festivals and the events and things and all the people that go they go because it's, it's almost like a hobby they've got such a passion and love for it mm-hmm. it's infectious. to you as well yeah no definitely um so yeah it's been it's been great to be fair definitely I definitely think that is part of the industry that's great genuinely Mm -hmm. like as you were saying like speaking to people and they are genuinely interested in it it's just kind of the the infectious passion yeah definitely it's just such a sociable industry to work in and like I say to my friends all the time because obviously a lot of the give a little bit of context we don't have a brand ambassador so I'm basically the brand ambassador as well and so kind of attend all these things and yeah my friends always ask they're like oh like do you not get annoyed working all these weekends or like wish like because there's things that like in my personal life you do miss out on sometimes because it's so busy um Mm -hmm. with things at the weekends but because I and the words I always use is but it's not like you're just sitting at a desk working you know like Mm -hmm. you're out and about you're seeing new places you're meeting new people you're like serving people like well, not serving but giving people alcohol all day like yeah. it's fun you know it's not it's not just a usual working day so I don't actually have any like bad feelings about working the weekends because I enjoy getting out and about so yeah yeah I'm the same I mean that's part of my job that I'm loving I'm it's only been my yeah. first week this week yeah I meant to say I meant to talk about that actually well done thanks (laughs) congrats thank you I'm still settling but um yeah I definitely think like the part I love about it is obviously I'm still kind of continuing with the social media gig um, which I love but also every single day I get to go in and I get to talk about so many different whiskies I'm not limited to one whiskey yeah um and I get to host tastings and I get to meet people from all over the world because we're right in the center of Edinburgh yeah and it's an absolute peak tourist season right now so yeah I was like busy. literally I hosted a tasting today six people so quite intimate but I had like four from the US one from Australia one from London um the first tasting I ever hosted I had three from Hong Kong, a few from America, and some from, I think, Ireland or Finland. Ireland yeah. and Finland, I think. So I was going to say, like... if you're Ireland and Finland are two different places, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> well, Ireland and Finland. They were just together. They were just, like, together, yeah. but they were from different places. But, yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of what I've been loving about the job, like, getting yeah. to speak to people about whiskey all day long. Yeah, it's so good. Like, yeah, it just like especially like all those countries you've mentioned they're like different walks of life and different interests and different ways of living like it's just I just get so interested listening to other people and hearing all their stories and things so yeah that mm-hmm. sounds like a good job the thing <laughs> is as well because most of the time like well the past 
few ones I've done, it's been hosting mostly tourists. Uh-huh. And they are actually genuinely interested to hear what you're saying. Yeah. And like they're always they want asking to learn. Me, like, they always ask me, What's your favourite whiskey? Like what whiskey <laughs> do you like? I'm like, hard question. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. I, that's like that's another thing, like I keep going back to to my friends, but you'll know yourself, like being a young female working in the industry, you do kind of get a few skeptical looks here and there, thinking, mm, "Do you actually like it? Like, are you actually You've a fan of whiskey?" Asked... Yeah, yeah. It's... You get asked that. Like, I've actually not had it in this job so far. Oh, um, that's really good. Which then. has been good. I know it's been good. It's been refreshing. Yeah. But like, I know certainly when I've been working at whisk festivals and stuff before, people have been like, "So do you actually drink it, hen?" Yeah, exactly. So like, that's yeah. The fact that they're asking you what your favorite is just shows the the respect that these people have. So hopefully yeah, it'll continue genuinely. for you. <laughs> I know, genuinely, it's been good. I mean, I was talking today, like it's quite good the tastings as well because I can kind of make them my own. So like even today, I was hosting like a kind of introductory tasting. So I had like a few different drams on it and from like different regions, but just like even getting to tell we stories and stuff like that like I was telling the story about like like how Cardu came about for example uh-huh. just because like that's quite like inspiring yeah inspiring women but like yeah. <laughs> even just like that kind of aspect of it and people are genuinely interested to hear your wee stories and anecdotes and stuff so it's yeah. been good in that sense which leads me on to ask what is your favorite whiskey now I'm gonna say this right but I'm meaning like I did this on the like last podcast that did with people okay and my question is right what's like your favorite dram like your go-to that's kind of like readily available say your okay. go-to bar what's your favorite and right what is your absolute dream dram there is no budget and there is no like limits of where you can go to get it right okay it's a hard question yeah it's hard because there's obviously so many but it's also hard because i'm like still learning what i like in the yeah. world of whiskey i definitely think so, that's a process because i'm yeah doing- from the start that I ain't a big PE person like I'm just not I'm no. like it, like I'm getting there though that's what I was going to go on to say I'm getting there because I do still if I'm going to drink something off a bar I'm going to go for like a Glenfiddich or maybe a Glenmorangie something like that something Speyside maybe even a Glenalvey yeah. but the exception that I'm finding and this I think this purely comes from hosting tastings because obviously like I'm doing a range of drums from across regions and Isla's included and it is the Ardbeg Wee Beastie oh okay yeah yeah which is like five years old and Uh I'm actually kind of starting to like that a lot more (laughs) than I did like it when I first tried it because I first tried like a few months ago before I even started this job and I was like nope not for me but I think it's so now that I'm now that I've yeah. been trying it more often, it's like it almost gives me kind it's of barn on yeah. vibes. Yeah. See, I'm I'm the same. Like I don't like a a peated or a smoky. It's too it's too much. I'm very like even 
like so yeah I've only obviously started drinking well not obviously but I've only started drinking whiskey since working at the distillery and I think that was just my own kind of um I suppose ignorance so I'm going to be brutal with myself just never thought like why would I drink whiskey why would I like whiskey um like I think as well is because women never get offered whiskey yeah right it's it's an old like if we're gonna get stereotypical it's like an old man's drink well yeah that's what what they say that's not right i'm not saying that's right that's completely not right but like genuinely i don't think anyone prior to like knowing that i like whiskey or prior to me working in the industry nobody had really offered me whiskey like not even my family like yeah and i I get that because people have that automatic stereotype in their heads which isn't right yeah. but i think it's definitely changing yeah yeah i think it is changing it's definitely getting a lot better like yeah it's funny like what you say about family i was at a family party last weekend um and there's like a few older like guys there and when i like said about working at a distillery they'd honestly never been so shocked in their life and they were like but you don't <laughs> actually drink whiskey do you and i was like well yeah like i am now again it's hard not to like especially when you're out and about at the events and things like that like there's obviously so like there's so many there accessible to you like it it kind of be a waste if you didn't drink it do you know what I mean yeah um, and definitely I think if you genuinely enjoy it it's so much easier to communicate yeah. it if you're communicating it with authenticity yeah and your own opinion yeah, yeah exactly. definitely and it's again it's one of those things that like when I say to people like when they say to me oh but you don't drink it I'm like but there's so many out there I think a lot of the time people that don't drink it they just tar it all with the same brush and just say whiskey and it may be that they've like tried a disgusting one when they were younger and now they've just totally been put off it Mm -hmm. whereas there's so many out there and so many different types and styles and flavorings that yeah like like what you were saying about peated like I don't like peated either not to say See, like my taste won't change in a couple of years or a couple of months, whatever, but yeah, it's I learned to like the ones that you do. For oh, well, it's not like love that, a but it's like <laughs> it's like honestly, right? It's a good way to transform people's opinion on peated whiskey. And I do this in my tastings, right? Okay. Um, and it's actually something it's actually something that I originally like kind of thought about because a i'd been on a tour at glenkinchy and the guy had basically put a bit of the new make spirit on our hands and then we were like to smell it right and okay. it's like interesting like how many notes you could actually get off sniffing your hand with alcohol yeah but, um so that kind of got my mind going but um the first tasting that i like attended at my new work my lovely colleague Stephen, um, who is like an actual encyclopedia, he is insane. Like he knows everything yeah. there is to yeah. know. But um, he actually did it. He like said like I did think like what is he doing? But he was like stick your hat, like stick your finger into your art big wee beastie, and then like rub it on your palm, and then think happy thoughts. And I was like, <laughs> okay, and um, because I think a lot of people have a bad like preconception about smoky yeah. whiskey because genuinely they've probably just been handed like a, a Lafroig and then been like try it try it you'll love yeah. it and then you've been like oh no yeah and then yeah um, I, I think that but as well see since I've started doing that in my tastings people it's working have yes I think I've managed <laughs> to convert a few people because a few people 
a few people have tried and just been like nope sorry like no i can't do smoke which is fair like everyone's different but a few people have done it and then been like wow that's totally changed my perception that's amazing i'm gonna try more so it's good yeah no it is good it's more new styles and yeah to be able to facilitate people doing that yeah it's as well like even when you think like like wine I think is a good one like when you're younger like so many people don't like wine and then they become accustomed to it so it's like why can't it be the same for another type of um another type of alcohol but it's so true with wine because I've like even until probably like January this year yeah I'm like joking right I didn't really drink wine yeah I've never been a big I wasn't a big wine gal I was just like yeah like not fast but it's purely because i was drinking it wrong because see when you're trying wine for the first time right for for context my mum is a massive red wine girl she loves uh, red wine like see, this is my mum's white wine but she drinks really? it like it's water and i'm like i'm i have like it's in my genes surely i have to like this <laughs> yeah well my mum's mom's a red wine girl um but like she quite likes quite like rich red wines, quite like red red wines from like New World wines, like New Zealand, yeah. Australia, yeah, yeah, yeah. South Africa, places like that. We've got like really rich red yeah. wines. That's what she likes. I mean, she likes about everything, but generally that's what she drinks. And there's been so many times she's been like, mm, "Delicious, Olivia, try this wine." And then I've been like, Bleh. "Like, because it's close. not for me." But yeah, <laughs> but I was actually it was actually on a work night out. Um, and we're sitting having dinner and my colleague was like oh like try this and I was like no and they were like no you've not tried it right and I was like okay so they just gave me a little drop uh-huh. and then they were just like just like nose it and then just have a wee bit and then like think about it and that totally changed my perception because yeah. I think this this sounds true with whiskey see once you start like thinking about what you're consuming uh-huh. it's like I feel like it like takes over your life man like even like the things that eat in that now yeah. I would never have even thought about eating it is funny like, it's just not being my perception but I think yeah. definitely getting into whiskey has totally changed that because it is it's all the- kind of re- revolved around like not revolved but obviously like you've got your, your nose and your tasting and your palate like it's so mm-hmm. it's such a like vital it's a sensory experience yeah exactly it's not like you're just getting a vodka or a gin and chucking it down to like with the aim of i suppose getting drunk realistically yeah like it goes back to what i'm saying like it is a total passion and love that people have for it so yeah it is i know because i always used to be the same as well like when people would taste it or smell a whiskey and be like oh i get these rich fruity sweet whatever and I was like oh it's absolute nonsense like you're just making all these words up and then you start doing it for yourself and it's like and then you're like oh oh I get it now (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's funny um so yeah going I suppose we are totally diverted (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah I'm gonna kind of not disregard the whole peaky side of things I'm sure I will sometime like it but I'm definitely uh a fruit a fruity sweet light whiskey kind of gal at this moment in time um so I don't know it's kind of this might a lot of people might get a bit angry when I say this one because it's technically a liqueur um but 
I, I want to mention it because it was the first one that I tried that I really really liked so I um, know what you're gonna say but go on yeah so the Macallan Amber liqueur oh. it was stunning yeah that's what I was gonna say so yeah do you know um, what you were gonna say because I know you've been to like quite a few whiskey shows I yeah. really thought that you were going to say um, I think it was Fraser's did like a whiskey liqueur and it was like uh... strawberries or something and oh well, that seems can... nice no see if you can get a hold of that oh my god it is oh so I need to have a look for that yeah that yeah I can imagine well hopefully that would be cheaper than the amber liqueur because it's I'm sure it's been discontinued now but and bottles oh, are going for like over a grand which is mental for what? a liqueur yeah I know but honestly it was actually um one of the boys he has a few bottles of it like he bought it when it first came out and it was ah, cheap smart guy. <laughs> yeah I know um just generally because he liked it you know like they never had any idea that it was going to be discontinued and then go so high in value but he took a sample in and I just remember thinking like and this was quite near the start and I was just of the point where I tried so many that I was like I'm just not gonna like any and then I tried it and I was like oh my god that is stunning <laughs> so um yeah that's probably still my favorite so far which again it's a liqueur so I don't know if that's an appropriate answer but I'll stick to it um, oh, that's, that's perfectly fine yeah I'll accept that <laughs> thanks um i mean that would really be your dream drama as well then if it's that's what i was like gonna say yeah it's hard, to get. it's hard to get now so yeah we'll go for that the dream as well um in terms of easily accessible probably i tried um a spay a spay yeah. i think it was a 12 year old one um try to remember that that's also something that I really need to notice that I'm really bad at is actually remembering the names and ages of all these whiskeys I'm trying um I've tried to like <laughs> now like start like taking photos and taking a note because I'm like I can't remember and then I don't remember oh, and I'm like even. oh my god like I like that and I don't know what one it was um yeah. I mean, which actually just... is funny now I've got you here that's just rung a bell Remember at the fringe when you had a taste of something and you didn't like it? It was a really dark one. I think it was a half time oh. orange. Yeah, I can't remember whose it was though, but it yeah, wasn't a bit. See, of I like I liked it. You liked it? Well that yeah. just shows. I liked it. So well, then, but yeah, you know that's why I, actually, I need to start. I did writing. a tasting with King's Barnes, like at oh, the West yeah. Club that photo. A few weeks ago well probably like a month ago now and I actually think that right for a start the notes that I wrote for it are just actually kind of hilarious <laughs> I'll send you them later because it's, it's so random <laughs> <laughs> but one of my favorite ones was actually their new make spirit oh, really? have you had many yeah because they brought new make spirit and it was actually like quite nice have you had the opportunity to try like new make spirit of Glen Wavis? I have, yeah, and it was pretty. I mean, again, that was like right at the start when I started working there. Yeah, and it was it was an eye opener. Um, eye opener. Yeah, I was like, oh well. <laughs> Honestly, I could, like think I sniffed it, and I was like, I'm drunk. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'll, I'll need to try it again. To be fair, but yeah, I have. That's the hard thing. Like, I think especially because. 
we've only got the two but it's like you know when something is so easily accessible to you but I'm like and it is to be fair I actually do like our whiskey um which I think is because it's got like that light sweet refreshing like my kind of notes but yeah it's like I don't want to become too accustomed to that because there's obviously so other many like so many others to try yeah definitely. Um, I mean I was quite lucky working for an independent bottler because yeah obviously they take the casks and they've got such a wide range of casks yeah exactly um, so I've had the opportunity to try quite a few interesting yeah. whiskeys but um that has also kind of carried on into my new job because we stopped quite yeah. a lot interesting drams interesting and like exclusive and stuff like that and we did, oh. we've got an exclusive that's like a, it's North British and it's a green. Right. Okay. And it's like 18 years old, so it's not like very, very old for a green. Yeah. Um, But it is so interesting. I think it's one of those drums that I would put on a tasting just to strike up a conversation because yeah, I took it on to, I did a podcast with um, Whiskey Baron, um, Uncut and Unfiltered podcast. Um, oh was that last week i think i seen that yeah i did that last week yeah um and i took along that as a kind of representation of where i'm going um Uh and it was like a total 50 50 split in opinions it was like that's good though i think like it's like you say like striking up a conversation because like it goes back to what i was saying about the whole industry itself being sociable like it's so sociable so I think it's good when people can speak about like if you find a really interesting drama that's really different and you can just open up a conversation and like so like so many hours can pass and then you realize you're still talking about this one drink like it's mental yeah definitely I mean I think as well it's important to be honest about whiskeys like if you like some or you don't yeah but also I think there's a line because like you could try whiskey and absolutely slate it but someone else would love it yeah you've got to be open-minded that's a part of the like joy i guess yeah most of the whiskeys i try i like to be honest oh that's good but i'll be like that (laughs) maybe not the uber peak ones like i'm not quite ready for optimal yeah (laughs) see i think it's one of those things like your taste buds develop with age so i think they say like you can like every seven years things change within you and that you can like something one day and then not so yeah, you never know well, you might be loving you might be eating your words soon you might be a gal all over <laughs> yeah i mean i'm hoping that someday i'm gonna like pineapple juice because i don't know if my taste buds are just weird but see pineapple juice to me unless it's like maybe on a cocktail pineapple i was gonna to say it's just that... absolutely yeah. disgusting Mm. see i am um, but i like pineapple I... out of tin yum oh see that's <laughs> weird that is weird because i just i don't like pineapple as a whole but there was a big thing on um like tequila and pineapple juice being a really nice drink it was actually all over tiktok let's be real i'll be i'll be real here here and see where i got <laughs> the facts from um but yeah tequila and pineapple juice people were absolutely loving it and i tried it once and i was like hmm that's stunning and it was but i wouldn't drink like pineapple juice by itself that drink sounds like my idea of hell. I don't even like really? tequila. <laughs> yeah, but see, I couldn't do a tequila shot. Like, that's just bad news all over. That's but something I've got to try. It was a good drink. 
Honestly, a whiskey, it was so refreshing. A whiskey aged in a tequila cask. Still not yeah. tried. See, that, sound, that sounds nice to me. It would probably be nice to you, but I don't know how nice it would be to me. Like, I'm <laughs> not a tequila lover. I'm not going to lie. I mean, maybe I've just had like cheap rubbish tequila. That's maybe my yeah, issue. They do say, people do say you've got to get a good tequila, to be fair. But I'm like, I never get that. It's like when people compare vodka, like cheap vodka to expensive vodka, I'm like, it all just tastes the same, to be fair. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I should <laughs> no, be in that. No, but... no, no, no. <laughs> you, cl- you clearly haven't been on holiday to like. Oh, no, I have. Like... The, are we going to talk like sixth year holiday? Rush yeah, I'm off. talking about like magaluf or somewhere like yeah, that that's that what is, i was right the rushkin off the rushkin off right? rushkin off cough because everyone's throats would be dead do you know that's actually produced just outside palma is it because i looked that up actually because i thought i wonder if that is russian vodka nope that rushkin off the the russian vodka and magaluf and all these other party places is produced just outside palma honestly my throat i don't think i i don't think i I don't to be fair i don't think i've ever sounded the same since because my throat (laughs) was gone (laughs) it was gone but no i've not had that in a couple years but even just like i don't know like smirnoff or um glens compared to your grey goose and whatever yeah you tell the difference Ah, see i don't know if you can although i'm not quite ready i'm not ready for a vodka tasting yet uh yeah that sounds like a, that sounds like a good night to be fair by the end of it maybe not maybe not a maybe not like good a morning the next morning but <laughs> <laughs> sounds fun anyway yeah i think i would need to just like go to the vodka taste and then go to my bed yeah end of the <laughs> that's, <night>. enough. <laughs> that's enough good good night done <laughs> have you got your like dream dram or is it the McCallum Amber liqueur? I mean, I'm trying to think of something else just to make it a bit more exciting. But honestly, I feel like I'm just at the moment in time. Um, it's funny, like what you're saying about a colleague being an encyclopedia or distillery operator is is one of those also. So mm-hmm. I say to him all the time, I'm like, what do you think I like? And what do you think I should try? And all these things. Because I am kind of coming more into it now. Only to be fair, in the last couple of months, like when I first started, I was still quite skeptical but in the last couple of months I've really broadened my horizons and started tasting more and more um so I'm still yeah if I'm being completely honest I actually don't know what what it would be my dream dram because I just don't know yet so I'll have to come back on and, will tell. and ask me again yeah oh ask you again <laughs> you can come back anytime <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome back I'm looking forward to try and some more of Glenn Wivesey's expressions. I mean, yes. what's Glenn Wivesey's socials? Do some shameless so, stuff from Yeah, shameless plug-in. Um, so just at Glenn Wivis, nice and simple. So Facebook, Instagram, I was going to say Twitter, but X now, should I say? Uh, threads <laughs> as well. Let's not forget about the newbie on the block. Um, so yeah, just at Glenn Wivis on everything. Um, Yep, and where can we find you? I was going to say, do I give myself a cheeky plug also? Um, so my Instagram is whiskeyre underscore. Lovely, lovely jobly. And nobody helped you make that Instagram at all? No. 
No, not at all. <laughs> definitely not on a night with a few drinks and us. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Definitely not. Not me. Not me. No, no, no. <laughs> when I'm rich and famous and have uh, millions of followers, don't worry, I won't forget you, love. Oh, thanks. <laughs> roll, roll out that Glen Wobbers red carpet. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> well, yes, it's been lovely talking to you. And yes, you too. No yes. worries. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome.